Welcome to a new World Politics program. It's the first program of July here on Mustard FM 89.6. And today in the studio we are... Florian. And me, Maite. What topic do we have today, Florian? You know, I love something in the life, and I think you recognize this, is sport uh-huh. in general. And today we will speak about politics in sport. That sounds interesting. Yes. And I think the most best example about this is an example right now and quite, how can I say that, young. Mm-hmm. It's uh, during this Euro, uh-huh. Munich. Yes, and the Alliance Arena. Yes, and the Alliance Arena uh, with the LGBT colors and so on. And the UEFA just said no. Yeah, is our topic is how politics things affect sports events. Yes, this is exactly the, the topic. Yeah, maybe listener you can you can't understand right now, but when we explain our different examples during the history, you know the topic. <laughs> And I think to start this topic, we can start uh, in 1936. Mm-hmm. If you are good in date about sport and so on, this is the Olympic Games in Berlin. Exactly. And in 1936, that was Hitler in the power of Germany, and that was in Berlin. So this kind of Olympic Games was to promote the Aryan race, Mm-hmm. And to say the these people are better than the other and so on and so on and so on. Basically, that was just the propaganda. Yes, Hitler uh, take advantage in this event to promote um, his thoughts about uh, Nazism. And um, but in this Olympic game, he didn't count with. Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens. Jesse, Jesse Owens. Yeah, Jesse Owens was um, an American athlete. Mm-hmm. And most important, he was black. So for Hitler, that was unacceptable, of course. Black and American. <laughs> yes, black and American. And Jesse Owens won the 100 meters, the 200 meters, and the four 100 meters. Mm-hmm. He won f- four goals. You you won also another discipline. Which one? Ah, long jump. Yes, long jump. Yeah. And right now it's quite complicated to watch some sprinters make uh, some long jump mm-hmm. in uh, in Olympic games. But a few years uh, yet, that was uh, okay. For example, to wo- to make this long jump and make some sprint. But yes, for me, this game was just to show of the world, in fact, for the Hitler's mind, that was just to show his power and so on and so on. And this is kind of true about every type of Olympic Games, even uh-huh. right now. Olympic Games is just to promote your country and your city. Yes, it's true. You have, for example, Tokyo. This mm-hmm. year, in 2024, you have Paris. Mm-hmm. And 2028, 
you have Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And you have kind of fight about Paris and Los Angeles for the date of these Olympic Games. And Paris wants uh, 2024 because that will be the uh, 100 years after the first Olympic Games in Paris in 1924. Sometimes it's a war when yes. the organization are select the host, host country because I remember I exactly the year it's when the, I think uh, the Olympic Games was in Rio de Janeiro. Um, yeah, in uh, 2000, 2014. For the, yes, uh, but the years be uh, before that um madrid was one of the candidates and the politics um did a lot of buildings in the city to can participate to can participate in this event and okay and i, I understand the part that is when the olympic games are in your city is a lot of money for yeah, the country a lot of money and basically when you live in a city that will host olympic games mm -hmm. you will pay a lot before the olympic games come and a lot after if your city don't have any infrastructures to host olympic games for paris it's quite okay mm -hmm. quite okay because we have basically all the structures except maybe the swimming pool Uh -huh. The big uh, big swimming pool, but after we have all this infrastructure for the athletes. But, for example, for Rio de Janeiro... Yeah, they don't, is they they don't have anything. Only the Maracana. <laughs> yes, that, that's true. Uh, the stadium, and that's all. If I remember, they build a swimming pool, they build... I don't remember, but they, they build a lot of things. London, mm -hmm. also. Beijing, in 2008... Mm -hmm. They build the, this stadium, and if we go back after, 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 you have uh, Barcelona. 1992. Yes. <laughs> I remember <laughs> these Olympic Games. I don't remember because I was so child, two years. I was <laughs> two years old. But if you read about these Olympic Games, we need to build in some infrastructure, but nobody... Uh, we we use this infrastructure and Olympic Games is basically a window of the country. Uh huh. You see the the capital, for example, or Barcelona is not the capital of Spain, no, but not the capital. but it's one of the most important. Yes. Cities. Um, for example, in France, we only have in Paris, mm -hmm. but for the winters game, we have in I don't remember Grenoble. Uh -huh. It's a big city for mountains, so it's quite okay for skying and so on. But, for example, in USA, you have also the a lots of type of Olympic games. You, are, you got Atlanta, Los Angeles. I don't think they, they got New York, but uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And you mentioned Los Angeles, and I remember um, when in... 1984, uh, the Soviet Union announced mm. that they not uh, a boycott. They announced a boycott because four years uh, before, the President Carter announces Olympic boycott in the Olympic Games scheduled to take place in Moscow, mm. and this 
kind of problematics is yes. our topic today. Yes, and we will speak about a lot about something happens in all kind of Olympic Games because mm -hmm. this is the most follow events after the World Cup yes. and before the Tour de France. Uh -huh. And Tour de France is right now in France, so it's quite important. Quite? No, it's so very important. Yes, because it's the biggest race, cyclism yeah. race. And even in this race, you have some politics, <coughs> of really? course. Yes, yeah, of in course. A, in every, in every because just for the track of the race, mm -hmm. you have a uh, such a lot of polit uh, politics inside. To just go in your city or just pass, you need to fill a lot of uh, formulas to say, okay, you can go, you can host the, um, the cyclist and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, and sometimes uh, these policy things affect the country mm. so much. For example, we have, I found, I have no idea before this program about in El Salvador and Honduras. Uh, football. Football war. You think, has football ever started a war? It's almost true. Because <laughs> we can we can see how the supporters fighting each other. Yes, and if you follow the World Cup in Brazil, and yeah. if you saw the semi-final Germany versus Brazil, that was like the the end of the of the war, the start mm -hmm. of the war for the Brazilian people. Yeah, but the supporters cannot start a war. Yeah, it's quite difficult. <laughs> but. The football war was fought by Central American countries El Salvador and Honduras in 1969. In fact, it also went by the name of the 100 Hours War. And in reality, there were a host of issues at the road of the troubles. Migration, trade and simmering land disputes on the border all conspired to spark social unrest between the two. But it wasn't until the best of three World Cup qualifiers in 1969 that the tipping point was created. Their first game was 1-0 win for Honduras in Tegucigalpa. Witnessed oh. the, yeah, it's <laughs> quite difficult to pronounce. Witness the distir disturbance, but things deteriorated significantly come the second in Salvador visiting Honduran players, Honduran players, according to Richard Kapusinski, 1978 book, Borna Futbolova, I have no idea how, <laughs> which e language it was. Sorry for my pronunciation. Enduring a sleepless night before the game with rotten eggs, death rats, oh. and stinking rags all those through the broken windows of the hotel. Honduran fans were brutally set at the game and the country's flag and national anthem were also mocked. That's not cool. <laughs> no, it's not cool. Tension continued to increase before the decisive third match because uh, in the first uh, match on Honduras won, in the second match El Salvador won and they... Uh, Make another match to... Yes. Okay. And in this three, this the decisive the, the third match in Mexico with the press stalking the frenzy. And on June 27, the day of the playoff, Honduras broke off diplomatic relations with their neighbor, El Salvador. And El Salvador eventually triumphed 
free tour after extra time, booking their place in the 1970 World Cup, where they will lose all three of their <laughs> group games without scoring. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> And by July 14, El Salvador had invaded Honduras. <laughs> When the Organization of America States negotiated a ceasefire on July 20, approximately 1,000 to 2,000 people had lost their lives and 100,000 more had become refugees. Troops from El Salvador were withdrawn in August, but it wasn't until 11 years later that a peace treaty between the nations was agreed. A civil war in El Salvador ensued between 1980 until 1992 when the International Court of Justice awarded much of the ori originally disputed territory to Honduras. So basically, El Salvador invaded uh, Honduras yes. just because... The no, they, no, they had... They used the used football before. match like... Yes an excuse to invade. Exactly. But they had a lot of issues before. To continue about football, we can speak about also the World Cup mm -hmm. and not the first one, but the second World Cup that was held in Italy. Uh -huh. And uh, if you are good in history, in 1934... With Mussolini. Yes. So mm -hmm. if you held the World Cup in your country and your dictator. Uh, Italy won everything. Yeah, Italy <laughs> won everything. So basically, yes, Italy won this World Cup because Mussolini just buy this World Cup. Obviously. Sorry, Italian people, but it, uh, that is true. Yes, but they keep their stars on their shirts, so it's official. <coughs> yes. Yes, you have this kind of things In nowadays, it's impossible right now. But you have some kind of things about World Cup and so on. For example, the next World Cup in next year, mm -hmm. so uh, in Qatar. Some people say that's not fair because some countries have more infrastructures, more human rights and so on, because I think... Qatar is not the best country about human rights. Yeah, so but sometimes UEFA doesn't think about human rights and they prefer the business, business, yes, business. Yes, of course, business. And this kind of business also can affect the football, for example, and the, the image of some mm -hmm. people in football. For example, uh, I don't know if you know Michel Platini. No, I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's that was one of the greatest midfielder in, midfielder in France. Uh huh. And he was French, and he won a new Euro. I don't remember the date in the 90s, mm -hmm. if I remember well. And basically, he was like um, an idol in France mm -hmm. for some people, like the best. He was the best player in the world the, for three years. He won three Ballon d'Or in a row. And right now he was messed because of uh, some money and so on. Oh. Doing the, for the UEFA and the FIFA place. Mm -hmm. he was, some people say he was corrupt and he gave the next World Cup to the Qatar. That's oh, why maybe. some people are some mad about him. But we, I think they have some process 
and some proof about this, but I don't remember well because it's very complicated to uh, to see the fo- the truth and the fo- uh, the false. Mm-hmm. But it's true that sometimes in the big business, business the countries or the companies or you like have the pressure UEFA, of the yeah, money. Yeah, the countries pressure competitions because celebrate uh, Olympic Games or a uh, World Cup is good for them and they want to win. And uh, maybe they don't use a clear way, yes, the correct way. But. And to stay in football also, I have someone about France mm-hmm. and uh, spend in Spain also. Uh-huh. Yeah, That was France versus Kuwait in 1982. So the first diplomatic arbitration. So it's quite, how can I say that? This, for me, this match is very unknown, basically. And when I ask to my parents something about this topic, they say, you can speak about fr- uh, France versus Kuwait. And I was, what, is this, that w- what was this match? What ah, happened? I don't know. No, I didn't know what happened. I didn't even know that match come. Ah, okay, it's not a... Uh match that people yes. remember. F- for my generation, no. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, it's in 1982, and this is an amical match between France and Kuwait, and they play in Valladolid. Ah, in Valladolid. Yes. Gloria is from Valladolid. Yes, that's yes. why <laughs> I said it's from Spain. Yes. And basically, the match, Spain, the tricolors, the, the blues, the French team won 3-1 versus the Kuwait. And at the 79th minutes, kind of, how can I say that? Incident come. Yes. Incident. Uh, <laughs> the, um, basically, the um, French score a goal. Uh-huh. But you have some mess. People go into the referee to say something and so on. And one man just decide to go down on the on the field and say no. Really? Yes. For that reason, we have el- the VAR now. Uh, <laughs> yes, but I, that was not for the VAR. So that was quite a kind of mess. And when the man finally get down, he enters the field violating the rules. But it, who is this man? It was Sheikh Fad Al Ahmed Al Jaber Al Sabah. That was a very long name. Yes, yes. Uh, the Emir's younger brother of Kuwait uh, uh, and mm. president of the Kuwaiti Football Association and the Kuwaiti Olympic Committee. He shouted at Miroslav Stupa, the Russian uh, referee at the moment, and ordered, basically, he wanted to stop the match. And didn't they count the, the score? And the referee came to meet him and the stand are filled with incomprehension and Miroslav Stupar consults his lineman and returns to the middle f- of the field and calls a midfield. No goal. The goal was disavowed. So basically, he makes um, an arrangement with the, uh, the younger brother of the Emir of uh-huh. the Kuwait and say, okay, we don't stop the match, but no goals. And they're losing 3-1 at this moment. Oh my God! He decided. Okay, we are. We were mm, losing, and 
I don't wanna count the goals because we are losing. <laughs> My God, like a child. I don't want to play more because I'm losing. This year, 1982, is very can, symbolic for French people also in football because also in Spain, mm-hmm. you have the um, France versus Germany in Sevilla, 1982. Oh. And basically, the match was uh, corrupt. The referee. Oh, this is in Spain, the corruption. Yeah. Cuba, France, France. Basically, the German, the German paid the referee to win. Oh. Because for, uh, one of the most iconic uh, moves for German that was the um, the goalkeeper uh-huh. uh, Schumacher, Schneider or Schumacher at uh-huh. this moment. The, the, don't re- I think it's Schumacher. Uh, just come and knock out one of the French players, mm-hmm. and the referee just said nothing about this. Oh, my God. But this match was uh, for the part of important... Yes, that was for the Euro, if I remember, or the World Cup, oh, and that oh, was in Spain. Oh. Yes, that was for the World Cup in Spain. World Cup? Ah. In 1982. Ah, 82, okay, okay. Yes, 82, not 1992, but 1982. And yes, that was in Sevilla. Sevilla. Ah, in Sevilla, yes. So, and yes, for French people, not for my generation, but for example, my generation of my father and my mother, it's a strong memories about this. Come on, in the same year, too much. (laughs) For the Kuwait, that was okay. That was an amicable game. It's okay. But for this game, that was in the semi-final of the World Cup. Come on, semi-final. You don't... You cannot play with that in the semi-final. And in in everything part. Yes. Anything part. I I can't understand why you use that to win because you need to win like this yeah but you I don't this know. kind of things also about French club in France the Olympic de Marseille uh-huh. that the only French club that won the UEFA Champions League that basically said for the I think that was for the semi-final that was corrupt the players of uh, I don't remember that was the Juventus or the or Milan I don't remember the team but that was an Italian team and not the small one. And basically, they paid the players, not mm-hmm. the referee, but the players to play bad and to be qualified. But we don't have any proof right now. Yes, in Spain, we have an issue with that to pay the arbitraries or something like, something like that, but I'm not sure. And I don't want to speak about a topic that I... <laughs> have no idea, but a few years ago we have we had something like that with corruption and football and yes, basically you can find politics in every sport. Yes, 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 yes. But I think we just come back to Olympic Games because mm-hmm. we have a lot of say about Olympic Games, and I think we can speak about Munich. Oh yes, uh, this was um, a sad yes. issue. Yes. For the young people that uh, heard us, if I say Munich is not the, I think the first memory you have is Munich and uh, Olympic Games, basically nothing. No. But for, for example, for your father or yes. mother, that mm-hmm. will be a very strong memory mm-hmm. uh, because it, that was spent in 1972. Mm-hmm. And during the Summer Olympic uh, Games in, at Munich, 
uh, in the early morning of the, the 5th of September, a group of Palestinian terrorists storms the Olympic Village apartment of Israeli athletes and killing two people and taking nine other hostages. Mm -hmm. So imagine, during one of the most follow events of the world in the television, make terrorist attack. We can say terrorist attack. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a massacre in a terrorist attack. And can imagine you are um, athlete and you travel with your team, your national team, and you feel that you are safe in your hotel and mm. people decide to take you or and killing you. It's a crazy thing. Mm. The terrorist was part of the group known as Black September, in return of the release of the hostage, they demand that Israel release over 230 Arab prisoners being held in Israeli jails in, and two German terrorists. Mm. In an ensuing shooting at the Munich airport, the nine Israeli hostages were killed along with five terrorists and one West German policeman. Olympic competition was suspended for 24 hours to hold member your services for the slain athletes. Yeah, but it's not fair because the athletes don't <laughs> they have... They didn't the, ask something. <laughs> they aren't guilty because they it's a political mm. thing and they don't have... Maybe then they have idea about... Right. It's quite actualities also because you have some actualities, right? Very That was very young about the mm -hmm. news that was for the Palestine and... Yeah, Israeli, this, the, the strike. Yes, and this war still continues yes. nowadays. And the, yes, that was awful. So to recap for the Munich Games, so open on August 26, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, 185 events and 7,173 athletes representing in 121 countries. On the morning of the, set, uh, the 5th of September, you have the Palestinian terrorist attack. And after the negotiation to free the nine Israeli broken down, the terrorists took the hostage of the Munich airport. Once there, German police opened fire and, you know, the next. Hmm. After a memorial service was held for the athlete at the main Olympic Stadium, International Olympic Committee President Avery Brandage ordered to that the game continue to show that the terrorists hadn't won. Although the tragedy deeply mired the games, there were numerous moments of spectacular athlete achievement, including American swimmer Mark Spitz, seven gold medals, and teenage Russian gymnast Olga Korbots, two dramatic gold medal week victories. In this aftermath of the murders in the in this Olympic Games, the Israeli government, aided by Golda Meir, I think I pronounced correctly, hired a group of the Mossad agents to track down and kill Black September assassins. And basically, if you have the Mossad at your back, uh, you're basically dead. Mm, Because oh Mossad is one of the most efficient um, secret service of the world, basically. Mm. And in 2005, Steven Spielberg movie's Munich was based on this event. Also. I haven't watched this movie. But Me neither. I didn't watch this movie and I don't know if I will want to watch this movie. No, because now when I was listening to you, uh, uh, I was imagining if I were an athlete in this 
Olympic game and it was so hard because okay it's not because I I am a Spanish athlete and this conflict is oh, far to me mm. but we are in the same city in the same competition the feelings is very strange and okay uh, people kill other people for politic things I think for them were so hard to continue with the Olympic mm. Games and we can stay about Olympic Games but we will change countries and cities also and the time also and we go back in the past in the 1968 Mexico. Well, welcome to Mexico So the Mexico City Games took place to the backdrop of the violent struggles, social upheaval and civil protests which were grimping nations all over the world. The activism of the uprising stressed some athletes into actions. The game of the 19th Olympiad began under a cloud coming just 10 days after the... Latelolco. Thanks. <laughs> uh, massacre. A brutal suppression of student protesters we were... Perversely enough, running against police brutality and government oppression. More than 300 students, protesters were killed by Mexican army and police officers, leading to an emergency meeting by the International Olympic Committee, where it considered cancelled the game. But mm -hmm. if you know the story, Olympic were made. Yeah, they didn't cancel anything. So the Latin American Olympics were arrayed despite the massacre, but there will be no end to the political radicalism which was sweeping the globe at the time. As the game went on, however, political gesture will take center stage in the arena, gesture which will enter Olympic history. After the final of the 200 meters, US athlete Tommy Smith and John Carlos the gold and bronze medals, respectively, stood shoesless as a side of the silver medalist Peter Norman, the, he was Australian, if I remember well, on the podium and then at the star stamped banner played, they lowered their heads and each definitely raised the black gloves fist and the air, the black power salute. And this is one of the most iconic gesture Imagine, yes. in the world. Maybe uh, some people know this image, they, these two outlets with the hand up, yes. but they don't know about why they decide to do that. Yes, and to say about this gesture that ours is influence in the culture and so on, mm -hmm. I even studied these things in my English schools in high school. Uh -huh. So I, I know this kind of event uh, and we study this kind of event in schools, for example, in France. Yes, and for example, there, there is another jest in American football and rugby, I think, when they put the knee Yes, I will speak floor. of this about uh, after mm. uh, because it's very famous uh -huh. right now. At the beginning, that was uh, to protest And right now it's also to protest the violent, the police violence yes, for yeah, the, the black police. people. Mm -hmm. And that was launched by, um, I don't remember the name, but it, that was um, a quarterback of the San Francisco with the big Afro air. I, no I think the name that was Fitzgerald, he was the seven. And basically 
every in every game of American football, you have the American anthem, mm-hmm. and you need to respect this anthem because you're American. But for this man, he just put down a knee down, and that was his kind of protest about this uh, oppression about the black people uh, versus the police, and his movement was so strong that basically everyone make it make this mm-hmm. during the the George Floyd uh, yes, 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 events yeah. mm-hmm. but let's go b- we will speak about this just after but let's go back in Mexico yeah why they decide to do yes. that Smith also wore a black scarf around his neck to represent black pride while Carlos wore beads which is described, were for those individuals that were lynched or killed that no one said a prayer for. And for those that were hugged and teared and those throw off the side of the boats during passage. Yeah, this protest turned African-American athletes Tommy Smith and John Carlos from track and file stars into the center of a rolling controversy over the racist first salutate a symbol of black power and the human rights movement at large. And now you have another type of sign about for the black people when they want something and so on. Have you ever seen the, the movie Black Panther? Yes, um, the, Waka- the the I sign of Wakanda. I haven't the the movie, but I yes, know the, the when they cross sign. the arm. Yes, I know some. For example, one of the French tennisman, mm-hmm. uh, Gael Monfils, used this kind of uh, symbols when he won a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know some people also, uh, black people, use this kind of symbols during their competition and so on. And this is another sign, like the the upper fist. Uh-huh. The, I can say the Wakanda gesture ah, is yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the other symbols. But sometimes, for example, th- these athletes had consequence to do that. Yes, also. And when in rugby or American football, when they put the knee yes. in the, on the floor, they had Yes, there are some consequence. consequences because the federation mm-hmm. of football just say you can't do this or we will fire you. Mm-hmm. But... If you fire one man, it's okay. But if you fire All one team, team or w- the best player mm-hmm. of each team, because that was not the small player, that was the best player, each big players do this and protest about this kind of things, you just can't fire them because if you fire these players, you we have no money because people exactly. don't want to see this type of game and... Yeah, you have the, all the fans against yes. you, and you lost a lot of money. And for them, it's not a good a good thing to do. Yes, of course. Yeah, this protest uh, with the um, Smith and Carlos was only months after the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. and protests against the Vietnam War were gaining steam as well. In the lead up to the Olympics, Smith and Carlos helped organize the Olympic Project for Human Rights, a group that reflects their black pride and social consciousness. The group saw the Olympic Games as an opportunity to agitate for better treatment of black athletes and black people around the world. 
in the months including hiring more black coaches and rescinding Olympic invitations to Rhodesia and South Africa, both of which practices apartheid. Though the project initially proposed a boycott of the Olympics altogether, but Smith and Carlos decided to compete in the hopes they could use their achievements as a platform for broader change. Yeah, sometimes your achievements can be the best thing to, to protest. About this, in an immediate response to the action, the Committee of Olympic Games Uh, President Every Bondage orders Smith and Carlos to suspend from the US team and banned from the Olympic Village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they won, Come they on. protest, they get banned. And when the US Olympic Committee refused, Avery threatened to ban the entire US track team. This threat led to the two athletes being expelled from the game. So basically, if they, these two people, these two protesters, mm-hmm. didn't go out, because the U.S. don't want, all the U.S. team, in track team, go out. So yeah. one, the 100 meters, the, uh, all the, uh, the, ra- the track, so the 1,000 meters, the 15,000 meters, and so on. And in response, Smith later said, if I win, I'm American, not a black American. But if I did something bad, then they would say, no, I'm a Negro. Yeah, that is true, because America... Is there are a lot of uh, racism. Yes. Um, but when they have a black people, athletes, for them are the best of the world because we are American, I am, I, we are the best country of the world. But they have, they are very hypocrite with yes. this kind of thing, but the country. And that was not the only political statement in 1968 also. Czechoslovakian gymnast, oh gosh, what is this name? They have Vera, some accent in this sea. I don't know what how to pronounce. Vera Kaslavska. Kaslavska. Vera Kaslavska twice turned her head down and away during the playing of the Soviet national anthem when collecting her medal beside uh, Russian athlete for the balance beam and floor events. Hmm. So while the the committee of Olympic Games. Uh, later protests against the recent Soviet invasion of Czechoslovakia go unpunished. The new regime of her own country were not so lenient. Her Olympic protest and outspoken opposition to communism in uh, her own country eventually led to bans from sporting events and international travel, which last for many years after the Olympics of in Mexico. So that was a new... Not a good time to be in Russian or no, in a no. communist country and protest about your country. Yeah, it's not. She was maybe brave. I think she she was brave because to mm. to stand up against the communist. Yes, at this mo- at, at this moment because that was in 1968, 68. and mm. the Cuba Masters was uh-huh. in 1969. Mm-hmm. So that was one year before. So yeah, you have in the very big time for the Cold War. Yes, these years were were, were hard to yes. to protest. And to continue about protests and so on, did you follow the Women World Cup in France in nineteen in two thousand nineteen? Two thousand nineteen. No, sorry. So <laughs> it's okay. You have the also 
like the World Cup, the football World Cup for men. You have the World Cup for women. Obviously. And the last World Cup was in France. So I follow the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was uh, great. The the woman play great also. Yes, gr they they play so great. Yes. And sometimes women match are better. Yes, than I prefer to watch sometimes mm -hmm. women match because it's more technical yes. than the men that more physical. Exactly. And United States won the World Cup, and basically at the when the USA team come back to the USA, they make some discourse because America and so on. Mm -hmm. And the captain of this team, uh, Rapino, make a kind of speech and basically say we want to be to pay like a man, to be paid uh, like a man and so on. For sure. And so come on. for me I I'm agree with this because there are some athletes, professional athletes, I think I can't stand against <laughs> Yeah and the difference uh, uh, between yes, the salary is very, is very high. Yes, yes, it's very huge. And plus this, if I remember well, but I'm not sure, uh, Rapino is gay, a lesbian, so mm -hmm. LGBT stuff and so on. So they promote the LGBT stuff. It's okay for me. Mm -hmm. And I found some internet that... Yeah, that's not good. You can't be paid like a man because you don't play like a man and so on and so on. And so on. Bullshit. A, a yes, bullshit. <laughs> a lot of things that very strange. Mm -hmm. And it's, not, it's also kind of protest because in every field, even in not in sport, women are mm -hmm. paid less than uh, men. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. Basically, yeah, it's the unfortunately. truth. E except in Roland Garros. <laughs> Because uh, the woman and the man uh, have the same uh, price at the final. Bravo, Ronan Garro. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, yes, they protest about this because the equal salary. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's justified that they protest like this. And in the political way, yeah, it's just the money of the owners that they don't want to to spend and in France you have the best in USA you have also a good league of football mm -hmm. but in France you have the maybe the best club in the world for a woman really? you have yes the Olympic Lyonnais uh -huh. uh, yeah. is they won the UEFA Champions League for women maybe I don't remember the numbers of time for example in Spain Real Madrid doesn't want to make a a team? female team because Florentino Perez <laughs> thinks that it's not a good business for him. Yes, but Barcelona has Barcelona has one, Atletico Madrid has another one, and I think big teams have. Yeah, because in France you have the PSG, mm -hmm. uh, Olympique Lyonnais, maybe Marseille, Bordeaux, and you have a championship. In France, about this. In Germany, also, you have a good club in Germany. Yes. But I don't understand why um, you cannot um, create a team, a female team. Yes. Because I, I understand because the publishing, like uh, maybe Coca-Cola doesn't want to, to make business with female teams, but, but come on. If you don't follow the the World Cup in France for uh -huh. the women, a lot of French people 
follow. And after the, this World Cup, the number of girls who want to play football has increased Obviously. very high. Obviously. And Nike also made uh, an ad for women uh, uh -huh. players. Also make a, how can I, uh, an advice. Also go look this ads because it's very cool. The, yeah, the ads true. is very cool. Then now we can see more ads with women. Yes. But this ad in particular was only made for the World Cup uh -huh. of, uh, in France, for the Women World Cup, and you have only women inside. And in this, also, you have also men, but you have for the um, women training, trainers, mm -hmm. uh, and that was for Barcelona because you see Piquet. Uh -huh. For the one moment, so you see. Piquet. Or maybe it's not Barcelona because Piquet. In, I think for in the, every the, for the color that was the blaugrana. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe <laughs> that will be Barcelona. Yes, maybe. But yes, in these ads you see the women trainers and women players for Nike, and only this. Yeah, because. And For example, in arbitrate, there are women, but we cannot see. You have also um, the referee right now. Mm -hmm. More of women go in the referee. Mm -hmm. And for example, you have a very good uh, woman referee that she's French. And she make a match. I don't know. I think that was for the Champions League, the last mm -hmm. Champions League. And she make she she make a match like a referee so that's cool good yes and for example the last super bowl so the the final of american football in usa one of the biggest event follow at one moment around maybe i don't remember but 300 million 300 million people watch at the same time mm -hmm. you have a woman referee at this moment not the the main referee but one of the sideline was a woman And that was the first time in history in American football that a woman was uh, a referee in this type of events. Oh, so for, for sure. me, that's a big step mm -hmm. Yes. for this because, yes, women can claim for equality in sports. Obviously, uh, sports is not, aren't only for men. Yes. We can do it everything. We can refer the match. We can play different Sport. For me to separate men and women in sports, for example, the women don't play with men, mm -hmm. for me it's okay, but we need to pay as equal. Also. Yes, for example, um, a, daughter, a daughter of one of my sister's friends plays football and she's so good. And now she's 19 years old, 10 years old, I don't remember. And she now is playing with kids. They mm. don't separate the teams. Yes. But maybe in two years, three years, maybe. they decide to separate, yes. But yes, uh, I hope one time that women will be paid equally. Like yes. Man, but I hope. And to stay in football is very uh, young or so about the news. If you follow the football, you will hear about this, the Super League. It, it, that was like American football. Some teams were is in this league and just can't move. Mm -hmm. And basically, you have some fight about a numerous of teams that can join us or go down, but you have 12 teams that basically can't go down. 
And in American football, is the same that you have a numerous of teams that they will never change. Uh-huh. That's the, the mm-hmm. elite, the NFL. And for example, you can't go down. You just go down, uh, for example, if you change the club. Ah, okay. For example, you change the club so you can change the division like this. Mm-hmm. But okay. the, the club himself didn't, uh, don't go down or don't go up. Ah, ah, no, they don't. No, no, never. No, they, it's not like football. No, no, it's ah, not okay. like football yeah, because yeah, football, yeah, you, you have the competition to to yes. be at the top or to not go down. Here, ah. you just play and, and you, okay, okay. you don't go down and so on. You have the pressure of the owners because they ah. have the money, uh-huh. but you have you don't have this kind of achievement to mm-hmm. go up or go down. Ah, okay, okay. Ah. With 12 big clubs in Europe. So that was a uh, German club, England, Italian and Spanish club. Yes. N- no French club. Uh, or maybe Better. one or two. I don't remember the number. Uh, maybe PAG. And basically, yes, they want to make this. And basically the fan say, no, we don't want. Yeah, because it's and even strange. And U- even the UEFA say, uh-huh. okay, you can create your own league, but you don't participate at the Champions League and your player are banned at the selection for the next World Cup. Uh-huh. Yeah, and after that, many teams go decide out. to go out, yes. And except Real Madrid because... Yeah, because Florentino Perez is not from the world. Yes. They, he lives in parallel world or something <laughs> like that. I have no idea. But I remember he was in a channel television um, did a speech for this kind of competition and all the people and the journalists was okay, uh, were okay if you think that but it's not fair it's not football yeah for me that was not football also mm. to go out about football and Olympic games we have also baseball Yes, because sometimes sports can help to connect to connect different countries when where they have problems. This is a case between Cuba and the United States. It not was the solution, <laughs> of course, but in 1999 was a game between Cuba and the United States. It was a difficult game, close, with a lot of tension, tension because it was not a simple baseball game. On the ground, two political ideologies, two ways of life, face each other. The Baltimore's Orioles visit to Havana in March 1999 was the first by a professional major league baseball team to Cuba after four decades <laughs> of wow. hostilities. That meeting promoted by former President Bill Clinton as part of his initiative to facilitate communications between Washington and Havana is perceived as the first step that the so-called baseball diplomacy managed to take one more stage in the complex relations between the two countries. Mm. That time, the Americans triumphed in an intense match 
broadcast on radio and television throughout Cuba, and Fidel Castro was in the front row to watch the competition. With this strategy, tensions between the two countries decreased, but their relations broke down again with the rival of George Bush, Bush. George W. Bush. Yes, George Bush to the presidency and a period of tension began again. And now I have no idea how is the relationship because <laughs> but it's far to be. Yes. So the orders go to Havana in 1999. Okay. I played baseball, so I know the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can, I can follow a match of baseball. But I know that the Cuban player, the Cuban or one of the strongest team in the yes, world. Yes, because in Cuba it's a national sport. Yes, like you in Japan. Uh-huh. In Japan also. Japan, the national sport in is baseball. Ah, oh, I have no idea. And I don't remember. Yes, in USA, yes, it's baseball. And after you have American football or basketball. And I think in Colombia they play. In South America they played. Yes, uh, Ameri- in Colombia uh, baseball. I think... Cuba, Puerto Dominic Rico? Republica, yeah, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they love baseball because you mm-hmm. have the older American influence, yeah. of course. Uh, they will didn't play okay because I think they, di- they don't have any ice. I play, ba- play baseball with a stick when I was a child <laughs> because my father lived in a countryside and we took a stick and we play like we are playing baseball baseball yes you know. kinda yeah kinda baseball yes. kinda baseball <laughs> not professional <laughs> and like you said in the in, in your expectation also you have the radio and the television mm-hmm. and radio and television are one of the most powerful things to spread yes. what you want what uh, what you want in the world Exactly, and for that, many outlets profit these events to claim and protest because every world, everyone, every world is watching. And can imagine, for example, in the final of the Euro Cup, maybe we could see any protest, or maybe. Mm. And you have this also one of kind. How can I say that? Yes, it's politics also in sport. For example, I think you know Pelé. Mm, maybe. <laughs> the greatest player, football player <laughs> of the t- all time. He was Brazilian. And ah, yeah, Pelé. Pelé. Because I don't understand. I didn't understand your pronunciation of Pelé. Maybe for, for my, continues to for speak. In of French, course. it's Pelé. Pelé, 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 yeah, yeah, yes. Of, of course, I know Pelé. Come on. <laughs> Pelé, Maradona. <laughs> yes, and yes, for Pelé, Pelé, he was considered like a national treasure mm-hmm. by the, um, I don't know, I don't remember if he was in dictatorship in Brazil right now or not, but for the Brazilian government, he was considered like the national treasure uh-huh. and he can't be transferred in any part of Yes. Europe or any kind of, uh, I think that was for the club of... Okay, I don't remember the club of Pelé, but he make one club in uh-huh. Brazil. And the owner said that a national treasure and he will never go at this club. He will ever play at this club. So at the end, he played in USA, 
but that's all. And you say Maradona, Maradona uh-huh. is kind of idol in Argentina, and he makes some political things also, he tries. Yes, because I'm not sure the year, but um, in Argentina, it is an island, Malvinas Islands, and is part of UK, and they had a word, and in a match, Maradona did something, but I'm not sure which kind of protest or which kind of jest or that. Maybe Maradona did something against this kind of political things, the Malvinas, because in Argentina, they nowadays are protest and claim Malvinas, Iceland, Argentina. And to go back to Maradona, he was considered like a god. Yes, in Argentina, they are obsessed with Maradona. And now um, when he died, what's a crazy thing, people... Uh, Maybe, I, if I remember well, three days of... Uh, yes, of... I, I don't, don't know how it's in English. <laughs> but Funeral or... Yes. And people were in lockdown when he yes. died. And people left the houses to go to... This is Maradona. To see, to, to see nothing. Yes. Because... But it was so crazy, but okay. I couldn't understand that because I didn't leave Maradona period but for Argentina for, for, for me also but I think for our generation that will be Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi yes but I, I don't think people will drive crazy like because Maradona is more for me Maradona is more charismatic than Messi yes and Maradona did a lot of things to, to help Argentina people yes and he had uh, also a lot of Gossip about him. Yes, when yes. he go to Napoli, uh-huh. well, yes. he takes some how can I say substance? Yes, yes, um, yes. Not very good. I think he has some contact with mafia. Yes. The <laughs> same when he goes to Barcelona. Uh huh. Yes. So he was no, not yes. clean. It's not, yes, it's not the same character. Yes, for uh, Messi is more professional. We don't have any. How can I, yes, we don't have any gossip like this about no, around no, no, Messi. No, 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 because he's so relaxed guy with her, his wife. I think we have kids. one gossip about the money. Yes, this true. That true. Yes. And now with the agreement with the Barcelona. Yeah, but right Messi now continues, but I, I see Messi is out of contract. Yes. T- today. Uh, when we when we record will be interesting. W- uh, when we record, we are the first of July. Mm-hmm. And now Messi is out of contract with Barcelona, so now Messi is a free player. Oh, where decide? And decide. we can speak about we speak about Messi and Ronaldo, but it's kind of politics. So when they won no, the no. Ballon d'Or since 20, 2007, uh-huh. oh, yes. only Modric won a Ballon d'Or between the Cristiano and, and Messi and, uh, the, during the Ronaldo and uh-huh. Messi periods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. In football, we have, we can find many things. Yes. Not only politic things. But where things like this, for example, uh-huh. for me, okay, Ronaldo and Messi is, for me, it's a monster of football. Yes. 
obviously in every period we live different periods and we have different players for our fathers or parents were Pelea Maradona and for us is our Cristiano yes. and Messi and, and even for um for our parents Pele is very, is quite old also because yes is that was in the 16 uh, the the yes the 70s also yes, 1670s for my father it's more Johan Cruyff Yeah, ah, yes, yes, yes. My father always is speaking about. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why, but mo- he's obsessed. My, my father also. <laughs> so he's obsessed. He can't speak about Maradona, but he speaks because I think Maradona for for European people, maybe for Italian is a great figure, but for the rest of Europe is okay. It's Maradona. He was a good player, but for Argentina people was not only. Good player was more than yes than that. And the only sportsman athlete that make the field that is like Maradona in Argentina that was Fangio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fangio was a racing driver mm-hmm. in the 50s and he won a lot, like a lot. Some people said that was the the greatest pilot of all time. Oh, so. And now in France we have an expression with the Fangio. When you drive, when you say you drive like a Fangio, <laughs> it's like you drive like a crazy man. So fast. Yes, you drive fast. It's so funny. Na- so yes, we have an expression with Fangio. Yeah, sports uh, are part very important part of your of our lives. Mm. I think we can close this program because we will run out of time. Obviously, we don't have more time to explain a lot of things. Yes. So thank you, dear listener, to listen to us. Thank you, Maite, to be with me again. Okay. Thank you, you too. One more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we can say see you later. Not the same people. Not, not the, the same, same program. And obviously, not the same topic. Not the same topic, but at the same time. For the next, for the same type of program, World Politics. Yes. So see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.